Hello and welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Kip Adams, a Dogs 24-7, and I'm joined today by my esteemed colleague, also at Dogs 24-7, Rusty Mansell. And another day, another emergency podcast for the Junkyard Dogcast, but this time, let's let the dog fans know, this edition, it's good news for Georgia. As Georgia lands the commitment of five-star athlete, Malachi Starks of Jefferson, Georgia. Malachi picked the dogs over Clemson, Alabama, you, you name it. He had his choice of anywhere he wanted to go in the country. A, a big in-state win for Kirby Smart and his coaching staff. And a player that, I mean, his 24-7 sports profile kind of says it all. I mean, he, he's listed as an athlete. His initial scouting report comparison was Roquan Smith. We thought maybe this guy grows into a linebacker at the next level. But 6'1", 200 pounds as of right now, we've got him pegged for safety at the next level. And, you know, Rusty, he kind of did a little bit of everything for his high school. So George is getting basically a jack-of-all-trades, a guy that wherever you want to play this guy, you know, wherever he wants to play at the next level – you give him that chance to play because he's that type of playmaker on the football field. We've got people, I'm sure, that watch a ton of highlights, and we got some that probably never watch. They'll just get a clip or two or something. I challenge all Georgia fans to go on his 24-7 profile and click watch the highlights and go to the ones that were added on March the 3rd, 2021. Uh, I think they're titled as career highlights or whatever so far. And I want you to watch how many big plays – he makes watch the explosiveness of him both sides of the ball i mean this guy was and i know he's a tremendous football player but i also know a little bit more deeper uh what type of person he is um you know and, and speaking with his mom the last couple of weeks and you know just trying to get some stuff done trying to get us a pre-story and those types of things and one of the things Malachi was very adamant about was he wanted articles written about his teammates. And Kip, I don't know how long you've been doing it, longer than me for sure, but I've never had one tell me, hey, you know, I've had guys like, hey, can you, can you keep an eye on this guy? He's going to be pretty good. But basically said, hey, look, man, you know, if you want to write this story, you kind of want you to give me your word. You're going to write a couple of stories on a couple of my teammates, I think, that really need the help and the exposure. And that just tells you what type of guy this is. He doesn't he doesn't care about rankings, doesn't care about any of the other stuff. You know, he's not a real social media active guy. He just kind of does his thing. But man, another impressive thing, he comes out for track about two weeks ago. First time he's ever ran track any ever. The dude long jumps 22 plus. And I'm thinking, holy moly. I mean, that tells you what type of athlete he is, but go watch his highlights. Uh, 6'1", 201 pounds on, I think, 77-inch wingspan on Sunday at Under Armour. And I certainly think he could grow into an inside backer, but right now, you know, he could be that uh, that Tyreek Stevenson-type guy where he's a, you know, 210-pound guy that can play in a box and cover. And uh, he's just – he was a can't-miss for Georgia. And, it, and listen, it, this was a – I was in touch with him every day this week, and this was a deal where Clemson was not going away. And, and Clemson really, really uh, pushed here. They really wanted him. Uh, there was a lot of support for Clemson in that household. Um, not saying there wasn't Georgia support, obviously, but 
Clemson was very, very liked. It's very, very close to Jefferson as well. And uh, that was a huge, huge win for the Georgia Bulldogs to get Malachi Starks. He's a great football player, by the way. You know, Sammy Brown, the 2024 who has a Georgia offer, who's going to be a linebacker long-term, just transferred over to Jefferson. So, you know, Georgia fans, that's a kid that's a major, major target for Georgia early. So there'll be a lot of eyes on that Jefferson team uh, this fall who, who fell short a little bit in the state championship. But, uh, when you look at when you look at Malachi Starks, it was a no brainer to go get him on and off the field. Let's talk some numbers here. Malachi Starks considered the number two athlete in the country, number thirteen prospect overall. You know, on twenty four seven Sports, a big playmaker. You know, looking at the he did like I said, he did everything for Jefferson. He rushed for fifteen hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns. Threw 11 touchdowns, had 41 tackles, two interceptions. As Rusty mentioned, that 22-1 long jump, he also ran a 10-8-8 in the 100-meter dash. So the athleticism is there. The versatility is there. We've mentioned before about Brock Vandegrift, what he was able to do last year, and just coming back from injury and then playing, you know, playing through injury, as it turns out, in, in his school's Prince Avenue's playoff run. He's not the only one to do that. And, you know, as it turns out, Malachi found out that, you know, he thought he had broke his hand, his right hand. He had a torn ligament in his hand. And so he played, made, went through their playoff run, you know, having not even been able to hold a football for several weeks with, with a torn ligament in his hand, played through that. This kind of tells you the, the type of player he is. You mentioned the type of, you know, person he is known throughout the Jefferson community as just, you know, being a big presence there and, also has a big presence uh, with one of the assistants on that staff, a, a name that Georgia fans will know, and, and Devin Gales, the former Southern wide receiver who, who was paralyzed in that game against Georgia, now an assistant coach at Jefferson. Those two have a strong connection, and, and if you talk to Devin, I mean, he speaks the world of Malachi Starks, talks about his leadership ability, how you know the, the future is bright for him in whatever community he becomes part of at the next level. So Georgia's getting a guy that, again, five-star athlete, five-star, you know, young man. And as you mentioned, I mean, if he's able to play safety, it's interesting. Georgia, you know, has had outstanding talent at every position. Safety, you know, you, you look at the all-time commitments on, on 24-7 sports for Georgia – it looks like as of right now, Malachi Sarks might be third all time. And, and you just look at, you know, look at all the, the guys that Georgia's had there. And obviously, Rashad Jones being the number one, the highest rated safety Georgia's ever signed. And then Richard LeCount, you know, just coming off of his senior season, another outstanding player as well for Georgia. It's just we talk about defensive line and how Georgia has not had a player drafted at that position since John Jenkins in 2013. Obviously, it looks like Jordan Davis, you know, has a great chance. Malik Herring in this year's draft has a great chance for, for that streak to be broken. They haven't had a safety drafted since Sean Williams, also in 2013. I was looking at that today, and that kind of, you know, caught me off guard as well. Just you, you don't think about – Georgia not having a, a safety drafted now here in, in eight years. And so 
loading up at that position, giving them a potential elite playmaker, it, it really bodes well for Georgia's defense moving forward. And it also bodes well just overall for Georgia's recruiting class. Uh, the addition of Malachi moves Georgia up from four to number two in the 24-7 sports team rankings, you know, passing LSU and Notre Dame in the process, now have nine commitments. Outstanding group so far for Kirby Smart. And so I think, it, you know, adding Malachi, a huge win for them, and an in-state guy, and a guy that figures to be a big part of that defense moving forward. Yeah, Kip, you're right there. You start talking about guys, and and, and I didn't know he ran a 10-800. That's another, you know, attribute that, we check boxes with. So, you know, I look at kid like this and it's a double whammy, man, because you get a kid that's going to work hard. You're never going to have an issue with him off the field. He's always going to be a leader. And um, he's a guy as we, you know, I got to be real careful because I got some texts today or yesterday about the Jalen Walker type deal. But, you know, I know for a fact that Malachi Starks and, and, and Jalen Walker have talked a couple of times. So, um, I'm sure that Jalen Walker probably knew this is where Malachi Starks was going. And, you know, that's, um, that's not going to hurt Georgia. I'm not, I still, I'm still on Clemson for Jalen Walker, but, um, like I said, in, in, in some ramblings yesterday, this is, this decision is going to make me watch that decision a little bit more and getting Malachi Starks, you know, such a well-liked young man. Uh, you start talking about a coach's kid too, and Jalen Walker, a uh, similar type of personality, similar type of work ethic, that type of thing out on the field. So doesn't hurt, man. And you can't miss these. You just absolutely can't miss it. I tell you, I tell you one thing, Kip, as I thought about this a little bit more today, you and I both know we can be real honest that Georgia versus Clemson has not been very successful the last couple of years. But if you go back now, you say four or five months, maybe last three or four decisions, Kamari Lassiter was, was a Georgia-Clemson deal. Nylon Green wound up being pretty much a Georgia-Clemson deal behind the scenes. And now this one ended up being a Georgia-Clemson deal behind the scenes. So you, you, you want to see that trend change to where you're at least winning some. But you start talking about Breesy and Miles Murphy and all those guys. you know. But with Georgia, that's a pretty good little dent. Uh, they've put in this little battle head-to-head. There's so much riding on that first game, um, you know, from a perspective schedule stuff, but recruiting wise, you know, Georgia's picking up a little bit of momentum against them and it's been tough. It's been tough for Georgia against Clemson. That's the one school that they've really uh, haven't really had a ton of success against under Kirby smart against that, against uh, Davos winning those guys. So you look at that right now and that's a, that's a good momentum trend uh, adding, adding Starks to Lassiter and Nylon green. Plus you've locked up a, Again, if we're projecting at safety, you've locked up a great secondary group already, and that that's a position group you, you needed to – I mean, all the attrition from this last season, you, you needed to kind of load up again there. And Georgia's got a, a great group there, you know, between Smoke Bowie, you get a guy like Malachi Starks, you got Marquise Gross-Killebrew. This is a group that you can work with, and, and now you can kind of – hone in on those, those final targets. And, you know, maybe you're taking two more defensive backs total in this, in this class. Well, you know, you can, you can go all in on Kamari Wilson, you know, the number one safety in the country down at IMG Academy. You go all in on him, tell him that, you know, you can complete this, this safety group for Georgia. You got a guy like Emory Ford, 
a speedster out of Hillgrove High School in Powder Springs whose stock is up this spring. Look, looked great at the Under Armour Atlanta camp uh, last week. Outstanding speed, a guy that you can put in the nickel and then cover the slot receivers, kind of a specialized role for him at the next level. I mean, you, you can work with a group like that, and, and you still have other cornerback prospects out there that you're going to continue to evaluate and, and find maybe that that one more guy to push for if there's a lockdown guy you get. But, you know, a position that right now Georgia would – Love to find a guy who can make a difference in the transfer portal, but looking at this recruiting class, it bodes well for, for the future in the secondary, and it bodes well just for Georgia recruiting in general. It looks like, as you said, they got some momentum heading into the spring. If they can get kids on campus uh, in June, they can get a lot of guys in the boat before the season starts and really have a chance to have I'm not going to call this last class a down class. Number four class in the country is an outstanding class, measures up as well with any one of Kirby Smart's classes. But now, just like they, fans are expecting Georgia to push for the college football playoff, they're expecting Kirby to, to push for the top class every year. And this group so far, it's shaping up to be one of those groups where if they, they win a couple of these 50-50 battles, they got a chance to push for that number one group when all is said and done in this cycle. So that's something we're going to be tracking moving forward. But that does it for this edition of the Junkyard Dollcast. I'm Kip Adams. He's Rusty Mansell. And you guys take care. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.